But it was, you know, very empowering. And I think the time that it came out, um, it was a very pivotal time in, in our culture's life, you know. So I think it empowered a lot of people. It empowered me. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Lamonte, it's good for you to um, join us. You know what I'm saying? What, you was just shooting a movie or something? What, 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 what's going on? So have you seen uh, Wakanda Forever yet? I haven't. You haven't? What did, what, as from your perspective, which is probably going to be pretty interesting, you know, in the beginning, the Black Panther and the whole thing there, you know, how, would, how did it impact uh, Lamont Harley? Well, it impacted me just because, you know, the cast, you know, it made me feel good to see a lot of black cast come together. But from my point of view, huh, no, I love the movie. And I, and I love the way everybody got together and, um, you know, dressed up and went to see the movies with a lot of energy. You know, it was it was yeah. great in that aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, but I look at it from a different, you know, uh, I guess standpoint. You know, it was a black, a lot of black cast, but it wasn't black produced. It wasn't black owned. You know, and uh, and that's a problem that I had with a lot of uh, movies in the industry. You know, we get excited over things like you know because it got a lot of black people in it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like to me, it's like the NFL or the NBA. We get excited because we got a lot of blacks in it, but if you look at the owners, and it's like, dang it, why can't we move up and be more owners and more producers and more writers instead of just the actors who get paid? Forrest Whitaker got paid a million dollars, and he's one. Of the, he's a, a great actor, you know, but he had been in a lot of stuff lately. But a million dollars, you know, but we so excited because so many black folks was in it, but we kind of missed the the top part that I look at, you know. As a movie producer, I want to be on the top producing. I want to be, you know, not just who I add to the movie, but you know, the ones that's producing, writing it. And so that's how I looked at. It. I looked at it a little different, but it was a great movie. Yeah. Okay. I didn't see part two, but it was. Yeah. And you're a black movie producer, so big ups to you. Yeah. And hopefully, you can take us on the next level. Our next from, journey. You yeah, know? you know, as a movie, as a movie producer. I'm excited. Like. I posted some stuff about uh, um, the uh, local artists. Mm-hmm. You know, I put a lot of local artists in my movies. Mm-hmm. You know, try to give them an opportunity a shot. And you'd be surprised how many people won't take the shot. Mm-hmm. You know, and I ain't talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> they, they would not take the opportunity because it's like they're waiting for something big to happen. Mm-hmm. You remember back in the day, you know, rappers used to, uh, and artists used to sell tapes out their trunk. They used to go and give out their hand and hustle to try to make this thing happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving people opportunities to be on Amazon Prime where thousands of people listen to their music and watch my movie. Mm-hmm. And some of them won't even take the opportunity. Why do you think that is? Because they waiting on it to come another way. You know, they waiting on that big break. You know, and it's like, you know, that's, that's a part of it. I little have, breaks in order to get the big breaks. But they don't, they don't want to take the little steps. They don't want <laughs> right. to start at the bottom. You know, I know that's part of a song. I start at the bottom and now I'm here, but mm-hmm. people don't want to start at the bottom. They want to start at the top. So, like, I already put on there that I would no longer accept, like, people coming in that I haven't used before in my movies, like, with their music. It's going to be a fee now, you know, because all these years I've been given free opportunities. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when you're given free opportunities, they won't take it. You know, so now you have to charge. So now they're gonna start saying, I'm one of those ones who made it, and now I don't wanna give people a chance, but that's not true. People won't take the chance you're giving them. Mm. You know, so that's kinda, 
Wow. So we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna delve right in here. And I got some things I want to get 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 uh, started in the studio, and uh, I'm sure there's gonna be uh, some other things that's gonna come up. But uh, it's a few things happening in our media today. It's a few things that you know what I'm saying that we talked about at the end of the show last week that Lamont had brought up. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when we get back, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna start right there with black folks and communication. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna even sugarcoat that shit. We'll be right back. Are you ready for the next episode of your total body transformation? Contact my homegirl Shonda Amy at Restored to Fitness today. Offering online training, couples training, one-on-one training, and detox water. Shonda of Restored to Fitness is the weight loss specialist you've been looking for. With free evaluations and consultations, there's nothing stopping you from being hashtag body goals. Call Restored to Fitness at 817-726-2468 or visit online at RestoredToFitness.Training. That's 817-726-2468 or Restored, the number two, Fitness.Training. Get a personalized regimen that you know is going to work. Shonda Amy ain't new to this, she's true to this. And from the start, you'll see Restored to Fitness isn't about hyper accolades, it's all about results. Restored to Fitness, that's Restored, the number two, Fitness. Decide, commit, succeed. Everything at Lake Country Assisted Living centers around the kind of care that comes from the heart. At our residence, caring is what makes the difference. Caring enough to provide a setting that allows aging in place, a home that can become your hospice, and an environment that knows how to care for the special needs of those with a variety of illness or dementia. Located at 7505 Lockwood Port, Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, I'm Cindy Washington, Operational Director for Lake Country Assisted Living. We know the most important part is to provide quality care for your loved one and a peace of mind for their family. If you're interested in a tour, please give me a call at 972-916-8910. Call us at 972-916-8910 or visit our website at LakeCountryAssistedLiving.com. Care is the heart of our home. Welcome back to the throne, communication in the black community. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, guys, is uh, um, we've... Um, Lamonte kind of sparked my uh, uh, curiosity on this. He had brought up uh, at the end of the show last week that we're seeing a lot of blogs being written, articles being written, vlogs being produced and everything like that through our social medias and everything, our feeds, about communication, communication styles, healthy communication and different things and uh, productive communication. There's a lot of different communications, but it's broad and we're talking about it. When I say we're talking about it, I'm talking about the black community. And my question to the panel is, why are we so prone to talk about this now, which is very important, but did we drop the ball on our communication or what has happened to us as a people that made us lose so much insight on our communication? So I'll go ahead and jump in on that one. Because I know this is from last week's statement that you made. Um, so my thoughts are that our inability to communicate with each other in 2022 stems all the way back in time. When you think about 
um, other cultures. So for example, um, if someone says they're Italian and they're from Italy, Italians in Italy speak one language. If someone says they're Chinese and they're from China, mm-hmm. Chinese speak one language in China, right? But when you look at the culture of Africans, Africans didn't speak one language. So there were multiple tribes speaking multiple language, then forced to learn a new language. So in learning this new language, many of them had to disconnect from their native tongue. Some may have decided, oh, I want to try to hold on to this, but I really can't. And so now I'm having this level of incongruency where I'm learning something new that I don't want to have to learn. I want to hold on to tradition, but I really can't. Fast forward, now we talk about why we don't communicate well. Well, we never communicated with each other because we were from different tribes and didn't even speak the same language. So today, we're still from different tribes. You're from a tribe, I'm from a tribe, you're from a tribe, and you're from a tribe. We're but we're calling fun. ourselves <laughs> African Americans. <laughs> I have no idea, but you and my tribe, we're not the same. We, we, we different. But I, I do think there's a reason why we're now talking more about communication because that's not something that we were able to do, right? Like, we weren't even able to read. So you had to sneak to learn how to read. And if you knew, if the slave master knew you knew how to read, then you would be punished. Yes. So Severely. how do we learn how to communicate if it's not in words, right? If I'm not hearing it, because we can't talk to each other because masks are coming. Don't talk. We can't read it in written form because we don't know how to read. So now our communication is fractured. And it's continued to pass down from generation to generation. And I was talking about this last night that in the term still escapes me right now, but there is a term that talks about our trauma literally being embedded in our genes and our DNA. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about transgenerational trauma, we're not saying, oh, you know, you lived it and then your grand great grandparent no, like literally my great 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 grandmother trauma was passed down to her child. Mm-hmm. And then her child passed it down to her child. It is literally in our DNA. Right? So when we talk about we are a culture that is living based off of histories of trauma, unhealed trauma, mm-hmm. mind you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then I think that's what creates this breakdown in communication. Because it's been so many years passed down, we don't even realize that we are reliving the trauma of our ancestors 300 years ago, 400 years ago. So for me, that's why I think that communication has been shattered and broken. And now we're understanding we don't communicate effectively and we're trying to fix it. Mm. She made me think about a few things right there, you know. Oh, what you think about it? Well, I was going to say, too, you know, she spoke about the tribes, the different tribes. Well, what about those different traumas? You know, Mm -hmm. you have people that have gone through something you know unhealed basically um, and you're in relationship with them and you fail to communicate effectively because you don't understand what she's been through and she hasn't been transparent enough to share with you what you know she's been through so you don't have an open form of communication and once you do try to get into a discussion you know maybe what she thinks is um, verbal abuse, you're not coming across as a verbally abusive man. You're just basically trying to point out something that may need to change or may be affecting you. And because her history of 
every time my mom got in a communication or you know got into an argument with my dad it turned out to be a fight so you know so I think you know the different levels of trauma as well can affect the communication what you got to say over there Lamont well I agree it just feel like you know so we can all agree that you know our people have been traumatized Mm -hmm. you know and at the end of the day a good example I come from a family of uh, uh, domestic violence my dad was abusive then you know so I had my own set of issues my own set of insecurities my own set of whatever you know um, I, I felt like going through the abuse that you know I wanted to protect my mom but I couldn't protect my mom against my dad me and my brother just sit down and talk about how we gonna get him I get low because I'm, I'm the baby so I'm gonna grab his legs you know we used, I used to plan this stuff out on how we gonna get my dad you know to stop him from but we never did because we you know right with yeah. abusive relationships come with fear you know yes. so that that was my upbringing then I met my first wife you know and I didn't know her upbringing I didn't know some things that they went through in their home you know some things they went through with they had 13 kids so I didn't know the abuse I didn't know the things that she had to live with and deal with mm-hmm. so now we came together with our two messed up lives and had five kids trauma mm-hmm. bonding so now we have kids together so because I discovered later on that she suffered from mental illness I had to take the kids so now they don't have a mom in the home. So now they've gone through their own trauma. With the trauma that I've added to them and that she's added to them, now they got their own set of trauma. So now this is another generation that we done messed up. Mm. You know, because we didn't know everything just keep going down and down, but we have to find a place to stop it because now my kids are traumatized. I think I'm doing the best for them because I'm doing the best. Hey, you know, I'm going to have to raise y'all on my own because mama can't help us right now, you know? So now they got issues with abandonment. They got issues with not having a mama there. So it's like, okay, now that adds already to the other stuff they have to deal with that comes through my bloodline and everything else. Mm. So how do we deal with now that stuff done been passed down and everybody's getting worse and worse? We talk about communication, but how do we deal with it when it keep getting worse and worse? Because we're adding on top of trauma because nobody's stopping and saying, hey, let's deal with this. You know, I didn't know anything about mental illness until I, I, I married my first wife. I didn't but, know but anything are, about Are we getting worse and worse? Oh, yeah, we're getting worse. We had more shows where we're talking about it, but a lot of people are not listening. We're just talking, you know, because social media, to me, gives us a fake platform. Social media makes us believe that, oh, we have a voice now. But our voice goes as far as social media. It goes as far as your following, you know. So that's a fake voice. You know, that voice is not reaching the people. It's, it's, it's just reaching your circle. And your circle, are, like I said on social media, your circle know how you sound, they know you. Mm-hmm. Your friends that you have on Facebook already know you, half of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's as far as your voice is going. They already heard your cry before. So it gives us a fake sense of that we're really doing something. And I just think that we're getting worse and worse as a people, you know. Now we have more uh, uh, outlets, we have more information, but it's what we do with the information that we get. Because none of the information, like last week we talked, none of the information is showing us how to heal. But we can all agree that that's the problem. We're doing this unhealed. You know, I'm having a conversation with my daughter, and I'm not healed from my trauma. Then her mom not healed from her trauma. She's not healed. And we're trying to have a, a healthy conversation. Is, Tell me there, how this is there truly a definition of healed, though? I think like, it is. Or like, 
are we actually is there a place of healed up? It is. You know, you know that's, a, that's a good question and that's mm. a question that I, I'm, I'm sure probably I'll get in there but I want to comment on that right there because I'm a firm believer that you know you'll never reach the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. No matter what you know what I'm saying as far as healing progressing or knowledge or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. there is no mountaintop because once you once you've healed the mountaintop then you become something else in other words what I'm saying I've healed from a lot of things mm-hmm. but you know what I'm saying I believe that it's doormat mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that there's things that can still bring those things up mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying am I right or wrong uh, um, Dr. Guy, when when say for instance you sit with a client and you sit with that client for a period of time and y'all you guys are dealing with this particular issue, you're dealing with a lot of issues, but this one particular issue, once they get the understanding or whatever of self and you know what I'm saying and the part they played in these different things, you know what I'm saying and, and understanding naming the pain and the stuff that they're going through, then they're in the process, right? So is there a, a point to where? that particular thing that they're dealing with become actually healed past tense? In other words, they reach the mountaintop? I absolutely agree with what you said, and I agree with what you said. And the reason why I agree with those two different things is because one is coming from a woman, and one is coming from a man. Hmm. And what I often find with male clients, and, and some women, we do this too, but men are really good at compartmentalizing things. So you can compartmentalize and say, I am healed from this okay. in this particular area. I'm good, right? Because that's the ability to compartmentalize your life. But as a person who sees things as an ebb and flow and everything is connected, then healed is healing because I cannot disconnect this part from this part. Now, I may have made some improvements and some growth and some awareness here, mm-hmm. but this right here, is that how we right. I'm not going to make it that specific, <laughs> just women and men, uh-huh. but certain individuals, okay. i.e. men, are very good at compartmentalizing things. Okay. This is separate. I work this way. This is sex. This is why. These are key. Like, I, I can compartmentalize and separate them all. But there really isn't a separation because everything is connected, which is why men are very easy at saying, no, girl, that's just sex. What you talking about? I love you. Compartmentalizing sex from love. Whereas a woman is more likely to say, no, boo-boo kitty. It don't matter if you loved her or not. It was still sex with someone other than me because my feelings are connected to my body and my body is connected to my spirit and my spirit is connected to my mind. Mm -hmm. So when you separate and compartmentalize these things, yes, you can say healed in that area, but no, because we're healing. And once I heal in one, now I got to jump and heal here. Because if I don't heal here, maybe it's going to come back to this right. place that I said I'm healed in right, and right. show up again. Absolutely. Like relapse. So, Trigger. What, so what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is the process never really ends. It doesn't. It just gets better. Yeah. Yeah, it can get better. It can get better. If you're doing the work. Doing the work. Right. Mm-hmm. But the minute you get comfortable in, I'm healed. Yeah. Right? You lose the ability to engage in self-reflection. So when someone is like, That's but good. you're not doing this and you're still hurting me. You're like, no, I'm not because I'm healed. That's I'm good. a better version of myself today. If right. you knew me back then, then you could say, yeah, but 
you still can get better tomorrow and the day after that right but when you go into something I think with the mentality that I am healed the work stops but you can't stop the work because you know who don't stop people the devil the enemy whoever you want to call it life doesn't stop Mm -hmm. so healing is a journey that is always ongoing yeah. And that's Eat. something that uh, has a similarity to uh, uh, um, addiction and, and recovery. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, and I can I can definitely speak on that and um, get in there right quick on, on this. Because in um, just like in recovery, you know, if you ever go through a process, let's just take, you know, you have several different 12-step programs. You have uh, spiritual programs. You have different things that you, people who have recovered from drug addiction and different addictions, you know what I'm saying, that they can engage in. Because what works for one doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. gonna work for the other, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway, in that, you can never say, I've recovered. You can, with your mouth, mm-hmm. and you probably can believe that. But you're not, because see, that demon is still there. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's I use the term because that's the term I'm familiar with. It's yeah. dormant. dormant, just like cancer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. because you know it has been identified in this day and time as a disease. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you know what I'm saying? It can be worked on, and you can do the work. You can stay in the process, but the process ha- has to be repetitive. Because see, what I worked on this year, mm-hmm. let me say this right quick. What I worked on this year. It's not going to be the same thing I need to work on next year. Mm-hmm. See some different shit that's going to happen in my life. So right. therefore, I got to stay on top of the right, work. Right. So right. when things show up in my life, you got, it's about you want to be it's about looking at yourself, <laughs> taking a self inventory, and see what your assets are and your liabilities. Because you need to. I, I feel. I mm-hmm. feel. A person needs to know what their assets and liabilities are. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very important, and that's. In, in, in getting in and diving in, into the process is when you identify those two. And also, I'm sorry to interrupt, no, but you know, after leaving my marriage, mm-hmm. and you know, the first thing I was gonna do is focus on me and and become <laughs> okay. self-loving and just. You know, it's just all about me. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, communicate with anybody. It's just me. You know, mm-hmm. self-love and self-reflection. And I'm going to earn some self-confidence here because I've been through enough. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I found myself isolating myself from the world and not being triggered, or should I say, tested, mm-hmm. to see if I'm healed. To see if I had, you know, I wasn't flexing them. And when the opportunity did present itself and this gentleman triggered some things, I realized quickly, oh, I'm not healed from that. (laughs) Oh, I'm still, you know, a victim to this. Wait, you know. So we do... We have to not be caught off guard, Mm -hmm. you know, don't stop living, you know, don't stop, you know, don't isolate yourself from the test of this world because you've got to see, you know, this process Mm -hmm. all the way through. But it it sounds almost like with just the way I'm hearing it, it's almost like we're going to always be in fear of going back or, you know, or reliving that trauma. You know, to me, my son broke his leg in high school. 
they got a, I got a call from school that they was out there playing football just on the field and he heard his leg pop. And when I got to the hospital, the boy bones were sticking out his leg. So when his bones sticking out his leg, you know, that's a long process of healing. But uh, when they put a rod through his bone, eventually the, uh, the leg got infected. So they had to go back into the infected area, take the rod back out and redo all this stuff all over again because that was interfering with his healing. Now, he got to a point to where once that leg healed, he was able to play football again. Now, in his mind, he was always scared that somebody was going to hit it, he was going to re-injure it. But the doctors was trying to let him know that your leg is stronger than it was pretty much before with the rod in it. So mm -hmm. he was healed. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand it. how can you be healed, but then you're still saying, I'm not really healed because I could get triggered or something could go across my mind. Huh? Oh, I love this. Can I jump in? Yeah, you can jump in. <laughs> <laughs> jump in, dog. I love this. So um, this uh, afternoon when I was driving in here, because um, it's like a 40-something minute drive. Yeah, it's a toll away. That is 40 minutes on the tollway, you know. So I, I had some time to think because oftentimes when I'm in my car, I'm not listening to the radio. I'm just like in my head having conversations with myself. And don't judge me. And so um, <laughs> as I'm having the conversation, um, I'm listening and I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, oh you're right. Mm -hmm. And so something stood out to me that my grandmother used to say all the time. And... Um, in the beginning was the word mm-hmm and as a kid I didn't understand yes. in the beginning was the word mm -hmm. right but as an adult oh it's so good so in the beginning was the word mm -hmm. depending on what you believe in if you believe in the world everything we see around us was created through the word and if you are made in the likeness in the images of the creator who created everything with a word, then words have power. What I heard you say is, how can this be true if you're always living in fear? Because that's what you heard. But that's not what we said. But it's amazing how our past experiences filters what we hear people say. Mm -hmm. Because to say that you're living and continuing to grow because healing is action mm -hmm. we didn't say to do that is to live in fear that you're going to I'll use an addiction relapse yeah. mm -hmm. fear and awareness are not the same mm -hmm. but what you heard was how do you continue to say I'm healing versus I'm healed because if I don't say I'm healed I'm in the constant fear of something so you use a really great example about mm -hmm. your son being fearful that he's going to break his leg again mm -hmm. but that fear came from what him breaking his leg no it didn't oh, okay. the fear came from a thought process that was mm -hmm. connected to him breaking his leg oh. so he told he himself <laughs> that I broke my leg because I broke my ankle right mm -hmm. and so fear could have told me you might break your ankle again again uh -huh. But if I choose to use the power of fear, mm -hmm. then I live in fear mm -hmm. versus choosing mm -hmm. to live in the different word. Courage. Courage. Faith. Strength. Mm -hmm. faith, faith. Awareness. So what dictates the action mm -hmm. starts with a thought. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. But if I use the word 
fear, mm-hmm. I've trapped myself in it. Words are I've done it to myself. But, but words are powerful, but your ankle is healed. My ankle is healed. Mm-hmm. But if I choose to be fearful of the ankle being broken again, mm-hmm. I choose not to live. Right. Because I can break the other ankle. What she's saying right? she's locking and loading herself in that thought process. I have already created the mentality that I'm going to now move that is in. Happen. Mm-hmm. I can choose to move in my fear. Mm-hmm. Or I can choose to move in the possibilities, which are endless, mm-hmm. which I may never, ever break my ankle again. Yeah, but that, that's what we was talking about. We were talking about communication and how that affect our lives and how we're going to be healed. So when I heard you say was, we can, we're not ever totally healed. And I'm like, that's not true. Because if your ankle is healed, you have the strength of probably even more strength now after the break. So. No. No, 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 no. I have to disagree with you on that. You uh-huh. know, and I understand the angle that you're going on, uh-huh. but you know what I'm saying? Even if you do go and uh, put it under a microscope of physicality, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? If she's broken her ankle. Uh-huh. You can tell. You, yeah, you know, can tell. Like she's still healed. It's not, she's not healed because that's one of the weakest parts of her body now because it's been broken before. But let me tell you, I use this, I use this as an example with, with clients, right? And so one of the reasons why we struggle with dealing with our emotional stuff and mm-hmm. our psychological stuff is the very reason that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So I said, when I broke my ankle, um, and again, I broke my ankle, I went to the hospital and they put a thigh high cast on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, it's my ankle though. <laughs> like it's my ankle. Like had it literally. It was a thigh. Like it came off my whole thigh. Ask my mama. I'm sure she watching. Thigh had cast on, and he was like, for six Baby months you're gonna wear this cast, and then, uh, then he put a cast on the, on my knee. Like I had a cast up to my knee, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I got a cast on my knee. For six months you gonna have this on your knee. Well, after I finished the knee cast, he gave me the ugly blue shoe. And you know what? Before he even said it, I said, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm going to have to wear this ugly blue shoe for six months. And he was like, you know, when we talk about physical bones, Mm -hmm. there's a time frame. Mm -hmm. If you do this, the bone will mend itself in this particular Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. That's not psychological. That's not emotional, which is why I cannot tell someone, if you do this, your grief will stop today. Mm -hmm. If you do this, your oppression will go away. If you do this, your anxiety will stop. Mm You cannot compare apples to oranges in this case and get the same outcome. I thought it was oranges because even during grief, it's a, I can't tell somebody, hey, it took me six months or a year to get over grief because everybody's grief is different. That's emotional. You're, you're, you're agreeing what I'm saying. Yeah, I, but that's emotional. But it is a time that that grief will be uh, passed. So once it happens, how are you going to go back and say, well, I'm, I'm still really grieving? No, you're not. Yeah, people still grieve. Anybody got a loved one that they lost mm-hmm. over yeah. 10 years ago? Yeah. And a certain thing can happen and still bring you yeah. to tears. Somebody may matter you fact, know why? you're saying it right. Because uh-huh. you're still healing. Like, Just because the intensity uh-huh. is not the same right. does not mean years, you're not healing. Let, so, somebody uh-huh. share, let somebody share on social media that they lost their mom. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm going to feel that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm feeling that. But, but now, so what but you're saying with is, the we're, ankle, we're not, though, huh? even with the ankle, see, mm-hmm. there's a, she, the great point of, that's a physical aspect. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the emotional part of that comes mentally when mm -hmm. I'm afraid to get on a swing because I'm scared I'm going to break my ankle or mm -hmm. leg again. So that's separate. Again, mm -hmm. that's mental, emotional, as that's physical of the but what, what I, the brain. What I'm still hearing is it's, still, it's never any healing for it. So how are we going to improve as a people and it's never any healing? So it's like, okay, trauma from generation to generation, but hey, it's no real healing. So, mm -hmm. hey, you just have to deal with that and we just have to keep on making it the way but did you making it. But did you just hear what we said when we talked about the example of losing a loved one 10 years ago mm -hmm. and still hearing or being triggered and crying 10 years later? The, the, the intensity the of mm -hmm. that is still painful. But it's less painful. So to say we're not healing, we are healing, right? Like the fact that people are now more open to doing some work and going to therapy, mm -hmm. there are some families that are breaking generational curses. Mm -hmm. There are some families that are talking about their sexual abuse that mm -hmm. they didn't talk about for 30, yes. 40, 50, and 60 years, mm -hmm. right? So the intensity is lessening in some families, mm -hmm. but will it ever go away? No. But I'm not saying it'll go away. I'm just talking about a point from knowing that you're healed where now you can do something different. In but that one area, though. But see, that's what I'm saying, that compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing. of things. I'm healed in one area, but this area, prime example. Let's mm -hmm. talk about relationships. Let's come back and talk about oh, okay. that. Okay. Okay. We're going to let you open up. I think we should, you know, you open up the show because I'm going to go to the men's room. <laughs> Little, little boy's room and everything like that. And uh, this is the throne, y'all. This is Saturday. We're in the house. We're talking about it. We'll be right back. Angelo. I'm going to talk about okay. uh, this connection. You already took a break? Already? Okay. Hey, um, lower trouble areas and we're not stopping at 6x like most competitors with shonda amy being a certified ab and core specialist all sizes matter at restored to fitness so you can get your own waist center trainer from a small to 12x you heard it right if your goal is to do something about your waistline then the censure is your solution never before has there been a waist trainer that goes from size small to 12x until now because restored to fitness works with real measurements and real sizes from real people and fellas, you don't have to feel left out on this one. The Waist Center Trainer from Restored to Fitness is excellent for back support, stomach control, and the tight compression can also assist with physical training. Experience the Waist Center Trainer from Restored to Fitness and start reaching your body goals today. Contact Restored to Fitness at 817-726-2468. That's Restored, the number two, Fitness at 817-726-2468. Restored to Fitness. Hey there, it's almost Christmas time and I'm going to be in a play called A Ghetto Child's Christmas Tale. I'm Michi. I am also in a play, A Ghetto Child's Christmas Tale, but I'm Jojo. Now everyone knows the story of Mary and Joseph in Bethlehem. Well, my play is Michi and Jojo in downtown Detroit. I've got singing angels, rapping angels, spoken word angels, praise dancing, and instead of three wise men, three shepherds, I've got three winos and three corner boys. Man, we're going to have so much fun. Yep, we sure are. Go on Eventbrite and get your tickets today, December 9th or 10th at Ridgely Theater. Don't forget a ghetto child's Christmas tale. See you in December. 
Genesis Preferred Solutions, the experts in business certification for your minority-owned, woman-owned, or veteran-owned business. Truck driver owner-operators, construction and all-trades contractors, professional service providers, CPAs, educators, consultants, authors, speakers, and wholesalers. Get certified today. Getting your business certified through Genesis Preferred Solutions positions you to bid on contracts from the government, school districts, and colleges, especially HBCUs. Being certified also allows your business to work with large corporations as your very own clients. Contact Genesis Preferred Solutions for your chance to win $1,000 and even million-dollar contracts. GenesisPreferred.com or 800-718-2425. That's GenesisPreferred.com or 800-718-2425. Genesis Preferred Solutions. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the throne. And um, you guys be missing some stuff when we be going on commercial breaks. I, I had to hold myself back. I was like, just wait, just, just wait, because I, I was ready to get into this. So before the break, the discussion was about are you healed and it's done, or are you in the process of healing? And so I wanted to talk about how these things are connected. And... There are two points that I want to bring up based on what you had just said. Um, and what you said was men, you agree with when I said men compartmentalize. Yeah, that word. And if we are asking you all to do something different, that's asking you to be outside your comfort zone. What I'm saying is what I'm asking isn't for men to be outside their comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I'm asking for men to integrate themselves. So here's what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have no research. Life. This is all anecdotal. 22 years practicing as a therapist. Mm -hmm. When clients show up, and anybody, not just my clients, me, everybody, when we are our healthiest and happiest, we are integrated as one. At birth, we're integrated as one. Because life has not happened. We have not taken in any experiences other than what we have taken in in the womb. Mm -hmm. Boom. So here's my theory. I believe in a creator. This is me. I believe in a creator that gave us the ability to think. Mm -hmm. We can, can cognitively process our experiences around us. Okay. I believe in a creator that gave us the ability to feel and have emotions. Mm -hmm. We feel things, right? I also believe in the creator that gave us the ability to do, to be action-oriented. Whoever you are, however you do it, even the paraplegic can do things. Blinking is an action, mm -hmm. right? So we're born with these three. This is based on my experience given from the creator. Okay. But then life happens and we become disconnected from ourselves. Let's say you experience something that was traumatic for you, emotionally traumatic, and at a young age, you don't know how to process this, but what you do know is you don't like how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. So over time, you learn to disconnect from feeling because your mind has told to you that, that mm -hmm. feeling is painful and to feel anything equates to pain, not wonderful feelings like happy and joy and excitement mm -hmm. but to feel equals pain so you learn how to disconnect from your feelings avoid it mm -hmm. right and you then move to your head because it's logical and it's safer mm -hmm. because one plus one is two in logic land those are my thinkers mm -hmm. my thinkers will tell you things like if i say how do you feel they will say i'm all right i'm okay and i'm, I'm fine good. i'm good 
I said, how are you feeling? None of those are emotions. Mm -hmm. My thinkers will logically try to experience a person in a relationship with logic. Mm -hmm. My feelers are feeling relationships. One plus one equals seven as a feeler. The logical person says, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. One so, plus one can't equal seven. Mm -hmm. But when you're a feeler, it can. It feels mm -hmm. like seven. Exactly. But, and then you have my doers. Wow. My good. doers are action oriented. <laughs> they don't necessarily think, they just do. Mm -hmm. Because they have to move and get things done. So you have three types of people, thinkers, feelers, and doers. Mm -hmm. Now even though we have the ability to do all three, and we do those things, the further away we get disconnected from ourselves, mm -hmm. the less healthy we become. So the people who are thinkers mm -hmm. and disconnected from their feelings struggle in maintaining healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. The people who are feelers and disconnected from their ability to think logically struggling. are struggling in their relationships yeah. because they cannot think logically. Mm -hmm. And the doers who are disconnected from their ability to feel and think are also struggling because they're disconnected from their ability to make healthy and logical decisions. They're impulsive mm -hmm. and erratic. So when you so disconnect, it's the awareness that awareness. I have to integrate yes. all parts of cells to be my healthiest. I have to be able to think logically when necessary. I have to emote and feel and connect to people when necessary. And I have to be action oriented. I cannot be stagnant when necessary. Mm -hmm. But men choose separation. No, Separation. No, it, it's not that we choose it. It's just that's the way we were we were put together. No, we it's it no, it's they not. said women think off both sides of the brain. And they said men think off one side. <laughs> it, 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 You're it, talking it, about it, right it, hemisphere and yeah, left hemisphere. Okay, one but, is your logic okay, and one is your abstract. But, but see, this is the problem. Artistic side. This is the problem. We were made and we think different. We come we receive things different. You got a feeler you got a feeler who <laughs> says one plus one is seven because this is how I feel. So now you're talking about women. Most women. You know why that happens? I have now look. I've actually held a real brain in my hand, mm -hmm. like an actual person's brain in my hand. Mm -hmm. And in that class, in that class, I was educated mm -hmm. that brains look the same. It looked, yeah, but it's coming from different. That there is a left hemisphere mm -hmm. and a right hemisphere. Okay. Net, not net, no brain. What has ever disconnected from what, its other half. No, not never, ever, never. What is that? Never. Oh, okay. Has someone mm -hmm. only had the left or the right hemisphere in their brain? They got both. It is the ability to connect to both, which is why you will see people who are logical when necessary, but also artistic. Which is why you will see people who are Holistic use both hemispheres. Holistic sound almost like a. But anyway, go ahead. They connect to both sides. Holistic, won't you call me? They connect to both sides. So to say that men can't use the other side of the brain. I didn't say they can't, but it's 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 almost like saying because you already agree that the way the logical thinker, which most of the time is the man. And then the emotional used to be. No, it's no. Used to be. We haven't evolved that much to where who we're created to be is who we. You know, mm. we we haven't evolved. We like have that. evolved. We have more information. But you tell your wife right now, or you're a woman, 
And and most women still go off how they feel. They still gonna say one plus one is seven. And we can't understand it because that's the no. division between how we think and how we function. I disagree on that, that most women, I can definitely say that there are some women that are very emotional, but what we have seen in society is a shift. The fact that women are obtaining higher level of degrees, which is, and I'm not, way before I finish, because you don't even have to say it. What I am saying is that the fact that women are obtaining higher level of degrees and choosing entrepreneurship, which is typically a male-dominated profession, requires them to be more right brain and logical. They're methodical in their decisions, which is why I can sit in a session with a woman and, and she will tell me crying is for weak people and I don't cry, which is why women are on social media showing up as alpha women, which is why men are complaining right now on social media talking about where am I? feminine women because women have decided well, women to disconnect to from their emotions because they were taught emotions are painful when you feel you get hurt well, and so now women are living in a logical women. world which is why men are complaining because women have stepped outside but of their comfort zones to choose not to feel pain we feel the same. i didn't talk about me they didn't already set up this week show men. right then. Y'all see it. I'm talking about women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about women. I love it. We thank everybody for just hanging out on the throne with us today. <laughs> Is it over? <laughs> yeah. we. That went quick. <laughs> yeah. That really went yes, quick yes, this yes. time. That was a good one. Mm -hmm. We shot that, that one. That was good. Yeah, we want to thank I you guys. Black <laughs> sheep. They, thank you. For <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Remember to tune in next week. You know, uh, I'm finna pull... A, a show out of that right there because it is because you know uh, really a lot Lamont had a lot to say you know behind uh, what Dr. Guy shared right there and I wanted to get in there a little bit too because uh, she was stating some facts which you know I I'm, I'm I lean more towards uh, uh, Lamont on that you know what I'm saying that we haven't evolved that much we can wear you know what I'm saying it's it's a different fabric yeah it's a different fabric it's an evolution well, evolution has not went that far so what we gonna do we are gonna dissect that a little bit further a little bit more on the throne next week love you guys. Well, if that ain't if that ain't the truth.
I've never once felt any regret 